0: It's that episode, not that episode, not that
1: episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they want. We watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other bullcrap. Today, my special guest, very special guest, Ooh. is Pat O'Brien, who you might know from the UCB Theater. He's uh, on Mod Team. Yes. Family. Family. Yep. Uh, you do headlines for the Onion. Yes. You uh, created, co-created the web series uh, "Long Haired Businessmen. Yes. You are also uh, you co-host a podcast.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Called "America Won't Shut Up."
0: Yep. Um, Yeah, it's a podcast uh, with my buddy Jason Flowers and Taylor Moore, and we talk about uh, fake hot trends.
1: Fake hot trends. I listened to um, the last episode, and it was about—I think it was the last episode about people buying the same shoes that they like the second. Yeah, rebuying the same pair of shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do it too. I've done it before. Yeah, that's only something that I recently became. I guess i smart enough to be like, if I like a pair of shoes, why not just get the same? I mean, sometimes I'll change the color. You know? Right. Well, I, I used to, like,
0: you know, you kind of think, like, well, I can't, I just can't do that. It's just not allowed, but it is allowed. You're, yeah. a, you're, a, you know, you have free will. You're a grown up. You're allowed to use your money for what you want. Exactly. So I don't think I came to that, to that, you know, to that realization that you could do that until, like, pretty late in life.
1: Well, I think when you're a kid, it's like you, um, you're like, I need to get the new cool thing. Yeah, your
0: tastes, or like the tastes, I guess, change yeah. so fast that you have to, yeah. And your, your you know shoe size is always changing, too. So you, I guess you figure, well, new size, new style. Yeah, well, my feet th- stopped growing a long time ago, though. So. Yeah,
1: I'm ten and a half. What are you?
2: Uh,
0: nine. Nine, nine and a half. Oh, all right.
1: It's a little small for a man, but... Um,
0: nine men's, I should say.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Six women's. Right, yeah. Um, Even smaller this? women's. I Oh, I once bought a pair of shoes. I don't know. We're not talking about TV stuff yet, but that's fine. But once bought a pair of shoes I like so much, I bought it in, the, in another color. Looking back, I should have bought like six pairs of it yeah. for the future because I like them so much and now they don't exist.
0: Oh, they went away? Do you remember what brand they were? They were
1: New Balance. I think they were called like V7s or something. They were like canvas ish uh shoes and they were not like the athletic ones and yeah they're like more like old school tennis shoes and just perfect
0: um yeah that's that reminds me of uh my my younger brother works for the uh, buffalo bills football the, the i know NFL that's team. a football team yeah, <laughs> the, yeah the, they lost a bunch of Super Bowls. uh but he has he had this like tattered really old uh buffalo bills hat from the early 90s that he i think um he just he wore for, like, 10 years and it, until it just disintegrated. And he was, like, really upset because they didn't make it anymore. And then I guess some old employee or some, you know, uh, retiring employee at the organization, like, was packing up his or her office. And uh, my brother was in there or something and basically opened a closet and just, like, a torrent of those hats uh, kind of fell on him. So the person gave my brother basically... More, I would say a lifetime supply of Buffalo Bills had, but but a lifetime supply would be like four. So he has like like 50 of them or something. Wow. He, has, he could live multiple lifetimes and always be in that same hat.
1: And hopefully he will.
0: I hope. Yeah, I hope Just so. Otherwise, it's sort of a depressing thing to have because you'll never live long enough. Your hats to, will outlive you. Yeah. it's yeah. really sad. What yeah. does he do for the Buffalo Bills? Um, He does like some kind of... He just sort of graduated grad school like a year ago, so he does like sports management, some wow. kind of. So he
1: was a Buffalo Bill, like the original hat he had was not related to.
0: No, no, no. It was just as like a wow. little boy fan, um, and now he's a, a grown man, employee, uh-huh. and he's in hats for life.
1: So um, that's the Buffalo Bills hat portion of the show. Yep. And the The uh, I could talk about garments and old garments yeah. for a long time because I do have like a very specific like for. T shirts. Yeah. Are made by Jerseys, the company Jerseys. Oh, right, right. J E -E R Z E E S.
0: Oh, it's funny that they put the Z. They go from Z back to S, right?
1: Z, it's Z, yeah, yeah. It's they don't jerseys.
0: double up on the Zs. Yeah, they could do. Z. Some people could get Z. greedy and do, but do Zs. But that's why
1: I love that company. They just like don't overdo it's classy, it. It's classy. Yeah. Like I'm wearing one right now. It's just from you know from the mid to early nineties. Just very comfortable.
0: Yeah. It looks it looks like a soft
1: tee. And I got some jerseys uh, T's for my birthday this year, which I was very excited. About. Are they harder to come by now? They're not easy to. They're you have to really seek them out. Okay, anyway, so um, this podcast, I invited guests over to watch any TV show they want. Pat, why don't you uh, explain what TV show you decided to watch?
0: Um, Well, I decided to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, which is a show um, that, you know, everybody probably uh, our age knows or saw or is familiar with. So I used to watch it a ton when I was a really little kid, um, and I loved it. And I've rewatched, I started rewatching it like five years ago when, I guess when they came out on DVD or, or whenever they came out on DVD. Um, and they're crazy. I mean, they're, it's a, it's such a cool show and I think it's, there's a huge, you know, nostalgia is a huge, uh, element, but it's not, I think it's legitimately a really good funny show. And I think Paul Rubens is like a really good comedian and, uh, you know, and, and Uh, a good sort of you know valid member of the comedy world
1: yeah i think it's i see i was born in 84 so two years before this show started airing um what what year were you born
0: i was born at the in december of 83 so i was born like you know three months old
1: yeah we're the same you got three months on me yeah so i remember this show but was not i think i was a little young or i wasn't i was aware of it and i remember like watching it at like day camp or something and having some memories of it but i wasn't like an avid per of like yeah
0: i couldn't have been watching it when it first came out because i would have been too but uh i think it was on up until 1991 i believe and then it reran still but it was i I think i was probably uh getting really into it about around the time when his scandal happened because i was like i kind of knew that something happened with Wee, but i didn't know right what. i think
1: that that was the big thing is like when we got conscious like when 91 is when maybe we're getting to pick our own fandom yeah yeah and that was when if i don't know how you wouldn't be aware of this but uh Wee paul rubens who plays Wee herman was caught in a uh porno theater yeah and uh that was i think that's like before like, I mean, so many people have done... That's, like, not that bad. Yeah,
0: so many wild, like, falls from grace have happened. So, yeah, he was, he was caught, I think, just masturbating in a porno theater. I mean, which is, is kind of what they're for. I know,
1: exactly. It's like...
0: So, you know, and I think that, you know, the problem was that his his kids' show was still on the air. Yeah. And I think it actually wasn't, but it was in reruns. Had,
1: I think it had already finished, and uh, they did, I think, 90, 86 to 90 or 91, but it was done... And but yeah, I think the connotation is that like he's, yeah, the connection between masturbating. I mean, it was, so he was basically a punchline. He was like a headline. Yeah, yeah, For it basically tanked his career. For it a tanked long his time.
0: career for a super long time, and I think only only recently, like. uh he, I mean, Pee-wee, is, you know, the character is kind of back. I saw the live show that he did a couple of years I also ago, saw it on which was great. Um, it was like being inside uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, which is something I definitely wanted to be able to do when I was a kid. So that was cool. But it's yeah, it he had to kind of just go away completely. For he popped up in like Tim Burton movies once in a while, I right? But even, he kind of yeah, just had to I go, go remember-
1: away. And he was in Mystery Men. Yeah, I Ms- feel like that was a big thing. Like when I'd see him, I'd be like, "Whoa, he's yeah." He sort of like disappeared. Wouldn't do interviews. I think, understandably, he was probably turned off by the whole. Ex- I mean, sure, yeah. In many ways, right? Uh, he was, yeah, uh, turned on before uh, the yeah. cops came, right? Um, but. Yeah, so he sort of disappeared. But what you were saying, I think, is more interesting than the scandal is the good stuff about him. Yeah. And you were saying that he's like a valid part of the comedy community. And I think what's really cool is that um, two things. He started at the Groundlings in L.A. And this character, Pee Wee Herman, sort of organically grew out from that theater and him performing with people like Phil Hartman. And it started as a small show that he did. And I listened to an interview, actually, on another podcast, um, Comedy Bang Bang. with Yeah, Bruce. I heard. That was a Did great interview. One? Yeah. It was really great. And what I thought was most interesting was that he had auditioned for SNL. This yep. was in 1980.
0: Didn't Gilbert, get
1: it. Gil, Gilbert Gottfried, I think, was the one who got And
0: they it. were too similar. Basically. He, like, knew going in that this dude is too – were too similar. He's going to get it.
1: And also that is probably known as the one of the worst seasons of
0: SNL. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He, <laughs> yeah, it's ter- – yeah, yeah. I mean
1: – and that's how people view that. And then um, because that was after Lauren Michaels left. And then basically he said in this interview, you know, I don't know how exactly true is, but on the flight back to L.A., he was like, I've got to do. This.
0: Yeah. And I that's that I did listen to that. And that's a that was a very inspiring thing because you can definitely relate to the idea of because like, like if you are, you know, on a comedy track and you're auditioning for snl and don't get i i understand like much smaller little comedy disappointments yes. but you de- like to not be able to to fail at that um would be devastating so i think he you know i think he uh was saying that he had it was like a sink or swim moment of like i either quit or i double down on my own weird ideas and just and i think that's when he made the stage, the show, stage show of P- the Wee herman show
1: turned into like an hbo special yeah then like he uh, i did a little bit of research minimal and he um then he was like on letterman a bunch because of that he yeah. was sort of on a bunch of these shows
0: oh man those letterman appearances are great too they're so weird and yeah. so funny
1: yeah he's i mean it's great and he sort of blew up and then eventually they they the, this HBO show, the stage show is a little more adult. And I remember yeah. seeing it at one point when I, this was probably 10, 15 years ago. And I was really surprised because it's a, it's raunchy. Right. Like they would play, I saw
0: it, I guess they started rerunning it on comedy central. I think like in the ninety, the late nineties, maybe that's how how where I, I saw that. it. But yeah, it is, uh, and Phil Hartman's in that. And I think co-wrote it. They wrote together too, I believe. I yes, think he I co-wrote right. the movie. He
1: co-wrote the first p b Herman movie.
0: Yeah. And I think the show probably as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, because the, the current, or the new, not current, but the, the updated stage show is basically that, but fused with the Pee Wee's Playhouse world more. Mm-hmm. It just has those characters, but it's kind of the same. It's pretty different, but it's they're starting from the same script. And the uh, one thing that they kept is, uh, uh, Phil Hartman originally did it, but he was singing about like a sailor's life Uh, a sailor, you know, a sailor's life is fun for me, or, you know, a sailor does what he pleases, but he always but he must always remember to wash his hands so he don't get no diseases Mm -hmm. so it was, uh, or it was like talking about, like it was a lot of like sex, uh, like Inuit, like going from port to port, or like right. you know docking. Like when
1: you're a kid, it's like you should you should clean your hands. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
0: And they kept that in the uh, in the
1: subversive guys. This this is going to be a very subversive
0: episode. Sure, yeah, get um, ready for it.
1: I'm actually really excited to watch this because I don't think I saw the Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, show on Broadway. I, I'm a good boyfriend, and I got it for my. Girlfriend for her birthday. Ah, very nice. So, um, and that was really fun. But I haven't watched this show in forever, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah. To check it out. And t- what, what episode did you choose?
0: Oh, um, well, I chose. I just uh, i I chose ice cream soup is the name of the episode. And the reason I chose this is because I I guess I should say this before we start. But it's I I think they're all equally good. So I didn't have a specific whole episode in mind. But I remember there was in this episode, Pee Wee from time to time would make a snack. And in this one, it was ice cream soup, and basically you make ice cream soup by uh, soup by putting some ice cream in a bowl and just mashing it up until it's sort of partially liquefied. Mm-hmm. But I remember I would sort of mindlessly do that for years and years afterwards. I just every based time the, I based on the show, based on just having it like not to be funny, not around people. I would be by myself. Uh, eating ice cream, and I would just sort of, without thinking, just start to do that. I would mash it up into ice cream soup until I was probably like seventeen or something. Wow. I just did it. So that's that was what made me choose this, this ins- episode. Did
1: this inspire you to do that, or it it, so I it
0: trained me too. to do it? I think
1: I, I used to do that too, but I don't think it was this because I don't remember this. But
0: it could have been. It could have seemed. I, I, I and also um, there's one episode. I don't know if it's this where Pee Wee. And I think he does it, it's kind of a thing that he does in, in maybe one of the movies too, but he puts tape all over himself, on oh, right. his face mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had, a, uh, I've had a problem like since I was a little kid where I sort of idly, if I'm around a tape dispenser, I'll just take pieces of tape and just sort of like play with them. A bunch mm-hmm. i don't stick them on my face necessarily but if i'm in like when i worked like office jobs and stuff basically I would...
1: you learn from the show to have like a small amount of ocd
0: yeah i think so <laughs> i think it just yeah yeah so uh
1: so let's see if we can pick up any more ticks from this
0: <laughs> i'm looking forward to it
1: um let's check out and i oh side note i also think this might be the very first episode of of peewee's Playhouse.
0: yeah I, I didn't realize that when i when i uh chose it but it looks like it's nine thirteen eighty six. so yeah, yeah.
1: september 13 86 um oh, close a couple months away from your se- uh second birthday yeah yeah and a couple more months away from mine so let's check out ice cream soup season one of peewee's playhouse <laughs> There you are, Pee-Wee. I've been looking everywhere for you. Hi, Ms. Yvonne. I was in the magic screen. Oh, I should have looked there first. Pee-wee. Do you like my new hairdo?
0: Yeah, it's really big. You really are the most beautiful woman in Puppet Land.
1: Oh, thank you, Pee-wee. You know, I'm going to Puppet Land now. Would you like to be my escort? Delighted. Oh. <laughs> Cats do up Hey, Man and Miss Yvonne, you two cats are really good.
0: Hey, Miss Y, excuse my stare, but you have got the biggest hair. Oh,
1: thank you, dirty dog. Hi, cool cat. Hi, chicky baby. Hey, what's happening, Daddy O? Uh- Hey, whatever. This conversation's really cool, but we are heading to the pool. Well, you all have a good time. I don't want to get my hair wet. (laughs) Who is that? Oh, that's
2: Tito. He's the new Playhouse
1: lifeguard. Well, suppose I could go in up to my neck. Whoa. All right, we just watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, whoops, just got all tangled up in the mic. Um, uh, what's it called? ice cream soup?
0: Ice cream soup, yeah. Um, uh, there was there were a lot of things that I now vividly remember about that episode, and uh, ice cream soup was one of them. But also the um, Tito, the the hot uh, hunk. Lifeguard. lifeguard, the playhouse lifeguard. There's just a, a sexy, sexy, scantily clad <laughs> hunk,
1: and that's just the object of somebody else's like. Effect. I mean,
0: yeah, Miss Avon is just sort of like. uh Look at that hot guy. Like it, yeah,
1: <laughs> which uh, I can't really imagine being in a kids show right now. but No,
0: no, I think he actually. I, I remember reading about things. This since this was the first see episode, first season, they had to remove. Uh, several things or change things uh the network told them to change so one of them was i th- i don't know i think they had to get rid of tito the hunk and which is they a shame which is a shame because uh it's i think it's so funny to just have a hunky man there
1: Hunky <laughs> lifeguard where we never see a pool
0: yeah yeah we don't see a pool yeah there's a hunky lifeguard who stops in uh, and he stopped in a lot i think um and then Mrs. Steve, who's like a sort of a mean neighbor, or just Ooh, sort of
1: sort of wears a big muumuu. And you were saying was the fa- the name Mrs. Steve?
0: Yeah, and- she looks kind of like divine. Like she's she's kind of painted up to look sort of like a drag, like very extreme, like a drag queen uh, sort of style. And I think they had to get rid of her as well because that was a little too controversial. A little
1: too controversial. So I think this show is. I feel like let's sort of try to describe it in general what it is. So like it starts. In a claymation or like li- live action animated world, right? Where we see this house, there are two theme songs. One is like creating the world,
0: yeah. One, yeah, one's like sort of a soothing, like there's like you know, you're kind of go entering into this forest, and then you see the playhouse uh, from afar, and, and you it's all see claymation. Sort of come in. He like peeks in just to let you know that this is, in fact, his you know, the show you're about to see, and then
1: there's a crazy high energy intro where it's peewee just flipping out inside the house and yeah i'm saying that it's i think the theme song was written by mark Mothersbaugh from devo yes and he did all, a lot of the music for the show yeah and it's just like insane and then once you're in the playhouse the rest of it takes place in the playhouse and that's sort of like is the jumping off point for cartoons and like all this live action stuff and it's I mean, I think it totally stands up. Like I think so, stands the test of time.
0: And I think, if anything, the the comedy that is popular now, the adult stuff, it, is you know, like Tim and Eric and all all sorts of like more breakneck paced comedy and video stuff is really uh, you could see the inspiration. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Is the like, show.
1: With The second one thing stops. Another thing immediately begins. Yeah. There's not really a transition or a need for a transition. Right. He j-
0: well, the, the opening – this is the first episode of the show, and the opening – Pee-wee's opening line is, what should we do now? Yeah. As though this has always existed. Like, there's no introduction. It's just what – Which is awesome. Yeah. I feel
1: like I was thinking – one of the things that I was thinking was that this is, like, perfect for kids, but not probably in the way that, like, parents think things are perfect right. for kids. Right, yeah. But what – I was thinking. Did you ever read? I think it was in one of um, what's his guy? What's his name? Malcolm Mac, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh-huh. Uh, he writes like the Tipping Point, right? Of, right. All those books. I think it was in one of his books. I'm trying to sound smart, but I also don't know. The sure.
0: Books. I'm trying to sound smart by uh, pretending to <laughs> to, Pretend. to have
1: read all of those books. Um, but in one of them, he talks about Blues Clues and how Blues Clues is like how much time they put into like making sure that things are learnable for kids, like the repetition of things. They play the show multiple times over the weeks and kids get their, they're able to learn things more and the way that things are structured. And I think that that's like the maximum for like kids learning. But this show, I feel like it's the maximum for a kid being creative.
0: Right. Yeah um and i i think this is one of the most creative shows uh kid shows ever and he and there's such an emphasis on creativity like uh the one craft he does is he shoves a bunch of pencils into a potato and says i made an animal i was being creative you can do that too uh i think it's a it's a nice invitation to just like you know
1: but it also doesn't feel like all right, guys. Like now, let's learn how to be creative. You know, right? Yeah, get like a chore. It's like look what I. Did. Yeah, it's
0: like look how easy it is. I did this. You could do it too, or do some other weird thing. And, Who cares?
1: He, I mean, it's so good. Like the secret word is such a awesome kids thing too. If the secret word is that, if you say the word door in this episode, then. Everybody just has to. You have
0: scream. to scream <laughs> real loud. Yeah. So it's kind of like a like an interactive. So, like uh, it's kind of having fun with like annoying, pa- knowing that you're going to be kind of annoying parents on the other side of the TV. And it
1: was fun. I mean, when I saw the show on Broadway, there was a magic, a secret word too. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole audience is screaming. Yeah. It just like this is pretty cool.
0: It was great, and the the live show too. Um, just uh, I remember when it when it began, when the lights came up um they had sort of a pretty you know exact replica of the playhouse and it it uh, as it came into view it kind of did this sort of like uh, lit sort of outline thing where it all sort of like the the outline of everything came into view right, with right, lights right. and as and then the lights came up on the playhouse and the entire theater uh there was a, an audible collective gasp because everyone was just whisked back to their uh childhood
1: well, they really set the stage, too, because I don't know if you um, got anything to drink at the show, but all the alcoholic drinks at the Pee Wee's Playhouse Broadway show were served in sippy. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: It's like you really, they made you their whole thing. I mean, God, I mean, we t- I talk about nostalgia a lot on the show because a lot of people end up watching shows from their childhood. But that is like they did a really good job. Yeah. They were into Pee Wee and that, that they like... Try to bring it. Back. I
0: remember I did. I wanted to like sleep over. I didn't want to leave when it was over. And
1: it was amazing. I mean, I think it's available on HBO because I think
0: yeah, was- I've watched it since. Um, I've watched. Yeah, they they shot it for HBO. I,
1: I think what's one of the coolest things about the show and the live stage show is that basically. I'm going to say, and this isn't, sometimes I say spoiler alert. This isn't like, I'm not, I don't know yeah. if you could spoil the Pee Wee live show, but the whole thing is he like wants to fly. And at the end, yeah. spoiler alert, right. he gets to fly. Yeah. But the way they do it is so awesome. Yeah. They like, his head is through the curtain or something. Right. And like, yeah, they have a fake body and he must be lifted up behind the curtain. And it's sort of this looks like he's soaring, but in this really like handmade creative. Yeah. Way. And it doesn't look cheesy. It just looks like. Like this, like crafted really. It well.
0: looked, and I, I remember they kind of tweaked it from the the old old live show, the early '80s stage show, where it did look kind of like, mm-hmm. in, like dumb, like right. but but cool. It had the same effect nonetheless. But they kind of like updated it to make it look like a little bit more nicely done, and it was like really just just a cool staged, impressive, yeah, creative, well done thing.
1: And um, I mentioned to you during this while we were watching, but. The design on the show in general, I think it's just amazing, and it sort of talks to like something that I feel always feel like an old man when I say it, but like I, did you see Oz the Great and powerful
0: i haven 't seen it now
1: um, but like the, i don 't think it's the worst of the m- things that do this, but when things rely on cGI too yeah. much, I feel like it doesn 't feel as creative or it doesn't right. feel as like real yeah and when you're watching a show like this and you see the actual crafted, like, things that they're... You know, he, he does some st- stuff in green screen, obviously, but it's done to make it look it's like in uh connection with, with all this live action claymation. Yeah. It just feels so much more like you're in, in the
0: right. And it's thing. to, whenever they do the green screen stuff, it's to enter a, very, a different where he jumps into a different world yeah. that is supposed to look different. Yeah. And I think you could see like strings and stuff on a lot of, on like the window, pu- you could see like the puppet strings and all like, uh, yeah, I, I agree about movies too. And I think all this kind of sci-fi movies that we, uh, grew up watching, um, You know, always kind of there's there's something about even if it's a puppet and it doesn't you can't see it's like it doesn't have realistic like pores or hair follicles it's actually there and interacting with the human you know you could touch it and it's they're in the same room so I think that does yeah that does make a huge difference and
1: if you're a fan of um, the Pee Wee World and the design there's this documentary that I saw recently I think it came out this year but. I think it's on demand called Beauty is Embarrassing and it's about the guy, his name's um, Wayne White.
0: I'm going to write this down.
1: Write it down. Uh, or you could just listen to this podcast later.
0: Oh, I, pr- I probably won't. I probably won't have time.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I, you both won't have time and hate the sound of your voice. <laughs> um, but it's it's about one of the guys who wasn't the head designer of uh, the Pee Wee world, but he was one of the designers. So he created like – and he's also the voice of Randy, the bully bully kid. Oh, right, right. Um, I I've done. I have to ask you to m- remove the pen from the couch. Oh, sorry. See, I, I look, placed. <laughs> see this stain here? That's. Oh jeez. I- yeah. I it- placed an uncapped pen right on
0: right on the couch like an animal.
1: Don't, don't think you're the first person that I've told to do. That. Okay. Feel <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But um, but it's about Wayne White, and he he designed a lot of stuff for Pee Wee. He's one of the guys from Pee Wee. He did like the Tonight Tonight video for... Oh, okay. ...pumpkins. He's done a lot of really cool stuff, and he started now doing painting. But it's a really... If you're into like handmade stuff and like... Yeah, and I
0: love that Smashing Pumpkins video too. That's Yo, one of my favorite videos of all time.
1: It's unreal. It's unbelievable, and and I think it it shows a bu- sort of a bunch of stuff, like uh, a handful of things from behind the scenes of Pee Wee. Yeah, it's it's really inspiring.
0: And I think also it's something worth pointing out. Just speaking of that Smashing Pumpkins video and and watching Pee Wee, like the 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 fact that uh, really uh, something I always like is when something I like that isn't you know purely comedy is somehow connected or isn't comedy at all is connected to i think it It's way more common now but 10 or 20 years ago when something that you like is somehow connected to comedy that you like like the smashing pumpkins video stars um the two uh cast members for mr show um as the main character uh tom kenny and his wife what um they're married in real life and they're they're both on mr show and i always thought that was like because mr show is like my you know my favorite sketch show or one of my favorite shows um, and the same thing with Phil Hartman is one of the funniest men alive, and I'm a huge Saturday Night Live. He's yeah he was well, yeah he's dead he's very much dead, and he mentions death like a lot in this episode too. He's in danger of dying, but uh, yeah, I think I, I always uh, am sort of. Uh, I think it's sort of uh, meaningful that like you know just good like good quality makers of things sort of like make things together.
1: Well, I think that that's why this show is. Above and beyond, like why it holds up is you can tell that from every aspect of it—the music, the design, yeah. writing—is all from like I feel it feels like different groups of creative people who are already doing creative things that were like cool on their own and yeah. mashing it all together, sort of with this overall idea of wow, this could be a really cool yeah. house. I mean, right. you know, like. To get Devo, you know, yeah. the guy behind Devo and all these crazy design people all in one place. <laughs> yeah, the-
0: yeah. And it just seems like being original is uh, the only... That's sort of the only uh, thing that they follow is just things must be entertaining and original. And that's it. beyond that, anything goes. So I think it's a really cool vehicle for just a ton of weird,
1: cool stuff. I think it is cool. And um, one of the not as weird or not as cool things that but I it made me excited while watching was that... Um, we recognized one of the little kids, oh yeah, in the show, yes um, the, he a group of kids uh, i don 't quite remember what they were coming in for
0: yeah i, yeah, I don 't know if they even kept that that element of the show of kids coming in, but they did it have kids in, come in and
1: for some reason, they were dressed as hippies, which was never uh, explained they had tie dyed shirts right. And, all that and sunglasses and headbands made from, you know, native American feathers. Yeah. One of the kids was Goldberg, the goalie from the mighty ducks. Yep. He was, you say he was, he was
0: in heavyweights, I believe. And also, um, he's been in a ton of stuff. He, he, uh, He's, he was in stuff when he was, like, an adult. Too, just you know. call him Goldberg. He Goldberg, was kind of a bully dude that you would definitely recognize. Not a bully, but... Uh,
1: he was in a handful of episodes. I looked... I IMDb'd him, and he was in a handful yeah. of other Pee-wee episodes. I just thought, that's...
0: Yeah, I like that. And he's, like, a tiny, tiny little uh, little kid in this one.
1: And, of course, you're going to have to call me out on something. Sure. Here, but, uh... I'm
0: glad you're owning up to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I <laughs> I feel bad, but uh, as m- you might know, Lawrence Fishburne is a member of the show, and he plays Cowboy Curtis. Yeah, when he came in. I said, "Oh yeah, Morgan Freeman's." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and you know, uh, we discussed how it, how the mistake could have been made. They have sort of similar sounding names. They have,
1: okay, Morgan and Lawrence both. Both two syllables that or sound and they all both L and M are next to each other. Sure, in the yeah. Alphabet. And then Freeman and fishburn both again two syllables right. starting with the same letter.
0: Yeah, and then most of all they're two black guys, so no, it's like who can <laughs>
1: who that. could tell? I didn't even notice that.
0: Well, speaking of race and Lawrence Fishburne, I do I think it's wor- it is worth pointing out that uh, Lawrence, that uh, Larry fishburn is what he went by at that point. But he plays Cowboy Curtis, who's a cowboy, just sort of a friend of Pee Wee's. But uh, I do think it's it's another uh, cool thing about the show that uh he's he's a black cowboy yeah and that is th- that's like um it's it's not that crazy but it, it, um that's kind of the whole point is that there's no you know i feel like he's the, not like a black version of a cowboy yeah, he's like just
1: this a, is this is sort of a show that's also in a way a throwback to like vir- kids like howdy doody and right. type things and the idea of a cowboy is generally a white dude with the drawl sure. and yeah. accent and the fact that it's Lawrence Fishburne a black dude doing the same drawling accent and there's no mention of it is like a, I think it's a cool I
0: thing. think it's a cool thing for kids because I I was so young when I watched this that I think the effect was that it, not you wouldn't even consciously think well why can't a black guy be a cowboy you would never even get to that point because you just you know I feel like when you see stuff on TV as a little kid, it levels, it legitimizes it, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I think between that and maybe Blazing, I think maybe for a while I thought all cowboys were black. Between that and Blazing Saddles, <laughs> There's but one
1: week where you saw those two things and you're like, well, man,
0: we know. need to start getting some white and cowboys. Then
1: that's when you realize that TV and the internet ruin your brain to think that history is wrong.
0: Yeah, I, man, this show threw me off, uh, threw that's me off kilter. Not, not the case, guys no
1: all cowboys were white yeah that's true are, and that's the only people who can be I mean, period I'm, I'm sorry and i'm i'm kidding guys I'm, um, I'm i'm only slightly only slightly kidding. what was your favorite um favorite part of the show like moment of this episode of uh of pb's playhouse um if you had one let's see
0: Within the actual episode once because there's the the intro takes up probably twenty five percent of the show I'd say the
1: intro was like two or three minutes
0: um within the episode i don't know this was kind of a, this wasn't uh i th- this was the first episode, so i don 't think it was like it wasn't terribly funny. I remember a lot of them being funnier like watching them in recent years, and they are they get funnier um, but I think in this one um I don't I don't think I had a favorite moment. Um I'd like Tito the hunk and I like uh when Miss Avon sees him and is just in a very adult way like I'm going to go <laughs> try to make something happen with that guy. Um but um
1: yeah, I don't think my mine I don't know if this is a popular answer cuz this is totally not from the show, but I'd like I don't know if it's my favorite part, but I like the cartoon that they showed. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Showed like a, an old cartoon And there's something really fun about it. It was not a – it was a real old cartoon, and it wasn't like a Disney or Warner Brothers, obviously, because they're not, like, connected to that. It was this, like, old thing of of carrots sleeping in, like, a little pot or something, and then this cloaked – being steals the carrots and the mom carrot has to chase after them.
0: Yeah, and there's, like, potato cops that are running and chasing them and being, like, accidentally peeled on the way. It's a really cool, really super old, probably, like, mid-1930s cartoon yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, and they chopped it up. They cut it out. So they cut it so only, like, the main part. Yeah, You know you're missing parts, but I, I don't know. It was just...
0: And I love that stuff too. I'm a sucker for old, like, like you know, old animation and uh, what you know, Warner Brothers cartoons. But uh, also just weird, sort of out of context uh, cartoons like that are are great.
1: um, Have you seen the Donald Duck one where he uh, dreams that he's in Nazi? Yes, yeah.
0: I've watched all of those sort of uh, banned uh, Warner Brothers and Disney cartoons. One one of
1: the it's. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is really amazing that that existed because it's a kid's property. Right, it's all kids, and and then you see it's Donald Duck, right? Yeah, and and in Nazi Germany, and it's like this totally freaky thing. And at the very end, I don't think I've described this on the podcast, but if I did, forgive me. That he he's in, he wakes up, and you don't know it's a dream, and he realizes a dream, and then he looks. And on the wall, there's a shadow of like someone like hailing Hitler. Or, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, and he turns, and it's the shadow cast from the Statue of Liberty. Like oh. it's like he has um he has like a Statue of Liberty like toy. Yeah, and which is duly weird because it's, yeah, it's like he's like oh. What and a relief. Isn't that weird that the shadow of...
0: Yeah, the, the enemy is within. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. It's such a weird... like if That's so loaded. There. It's yeah. so loaded for a kid's cartoon.
1: Very, very bizarre. Just
0: that moment, let alone the whole thing is about Nazi Germany. That moment alone is is too yeah, loaded. That's
1: the thing that stuck with me out of a whole cartoon <laughs> yeah, of Donald Trump. I
0: agree with you, though.
1: In Nazi Germany.
0: Because we've all... Look, we've all seen full Nazi, Nazi cartoons before. I but mean, the Statue of Liberty that's,
1: thing... that's That's new to me um i also like the penny i like the penny cartoon too yeah
0: that I'm was a mainstay
1: ba- i'm picking all the things that aren't pee-wee related but i love
0: but that's what's cool about it because he makes it such a venue for just the weird you know little vignettes of animation and, and really v- a variety of stuff because there's a lot of claymation but there's also the old traditional animation um oh and the like, like the yeah the penny cartoons uh the king of cartoons and then also when he opens the freezer that's a thing that i really remember from being a kid uh with the oh, yeah, little dancing awesome. stuff in the freezer.
1: That was a really um that was a really cool moment. The the live action animation is so intricate and
0: yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's so um uh, it's so not slick either like you really you you feel like you could like reach in and pick up one of these little squirming <laughs> squirming yeah. like ice skating popsicles in the freezer.
1: Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of Pee Wee trivia because I did a little bit of research. Um, Let me see how I can phrase this. Okay. Which... um, Okay. Let me think. Okay. Which of these 1980s comedy films um, was Pee Wee Herman in? Okay. Um. Okay, let me think of one more comedy. I can't. Okay, was he in Ladybugs, starring Rodney Dangerfield?
0: Uh, that's nineteen nineties, but uh, I'll let it slide.
1: Which of these nineteen eighties <laughs> movies was he in? Cheech and Chong's next movie, or was he in Soul Man? The the movie where c thomas howell is in blackface is in blackface
0: uh cheech and chong
1: he was in cheech and chong's next movie i did a terrible job trying to think i couldn't think of <laughs> i tried to think of two other comedies from the 1980s and i thought of one from the 90s and one that is like a totally i happen to know the answer to that already but if
0: i didn't i think i would have definitely gotten it yeah
1: he is Wee herman in a cheech and chong movie he I don't know if I don't know if he, his character's name is Pee- Yeah, he plays like a He plays a guest. waiter or something or a, a clerk. Um, I watched the clip and uh he he plays a desk clerk at a hotel and then later when Chi jin Chong are performing at a nightclub he's wearing the full suit bow oh. tie, the shoes, everything and he's talking like Pee-wee Herman.
0: Yeah, that's another weird thing. Like Pee-wee Herman, it, maybe like Groucho, maybe and Groucho Mar- like he's one of the only Characters uh, that I can think of who also um, sort of people like didn't know Paul Rubens, Paul Rubens. like right. he w- existed in the world. He would go to like award shows and be on talk shows he, as himself, his, but his, then he also uh, had movies.
1: His uh, Walk of Fame star is is Pee Wee Herman.
0: Yeah, and and I think the when the credits rolled on the movies, it would say Pee Wee Herman himself. So he he definitely cultivated this thing where he existed in the world as Pee Wee Herman. And
1: I think that's, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but I think that that's why the, I mean, I guess among other, the kids thing is related. But when the thing happened in the 90s with him at a porno theater, I think that that's why.
0: That's probably was, why it was such a big deal, yeah.
1: It was the first, like when you see that um, mugshot of Paul Rubin. He
0: looks like oh, such man. a bad dude, yeah, too. like
1: it's not Pee Wee, like it feels like this darker Thing and it's you know what it's really a bummer. I mean, it really is. The whole
0: thing is a huge bummer because and for him, I'm sure because he had to kind of go into exile for a long time. Yeah, but I
1: wonder. I mean, I think he's like it's really upsetting. I mean, obviously all celebrities have. Fa- I mean, it's not like the worst thing in the world, and I'm sure you can obviously people bounce back from that. But there's something so like a bummer. Yeah, the whole thing. And actually, now
0: I'm just remembering after the stage show, um, he he, like, came outside, kind of, off to the, the side door of the theater and, like, th- just kind of thanked people, like, talked to people and, like, thanked them for coming. And he, he, I think he kind of, he was, like, in character, sort of, ha- like, half in character as Pee Wee, but he was, like, you know, the, you know, basically just thanking people, you know, for coming to the show and stuff. But I think he kind of, like, teared up at the end because he was saying just how unbelievably grateful he is that he's able to like do this again and how his fans you know love him so much well, uh,
1: i can only imagine like picture yourself you've created this character you are a phenomenon yeah i mean he was it was like even if you weren't a fan of Wee in the 80s like it was all around yeah you. yeah you know like i know you are what am i the movies like it was all up in your grill yeah and then you're caught in a porno theater and it just all comes crashing down like overnight I yeah mean, and then he was—he didn't—he he did the MTV Music Awards in '91, where he did like he heard any good jokes, lately. right? And I think like after I think that, that was it. He hung he it up after that. He didn't show up in a Pee Wee Herman uh, outfit for 15 years. Yeah, that. it
0: was like 2007 or six or something, where he made a. I remember there was like a Spike TV Awards yes, appearance exactly. where that where he came back, and then after shortly thereafter he started doing the show.
1: But here is my thing: is also like. It must be hard when that's also all you're known for. If I mean, in a way, like you're only that character, right? Yeah, and and you don't have not that that's a bad thing, but that you're so linked to it personally and everything that I think that's that's obviously the bad side of right. Yeah, not Paul Rubens as Pee-wee Herman being Pee-wee Herman as himself is like you are completely linked for. Yeah,
0: I, I I wonder if he. Well, it's funny that he he. Because I I can certainly see have be, you know that being the case, and then that huge fall from grace where people and people can't separate you from your character. The idea that he want he loved it so much that he wanted to come back to it and is like writing new movies and stuff um, is pretty uh, pretty impressive. Because I feel like I would say you know I would never want to <laughs> look at that
1: well, outfit it's, again. It's so easy to to because yeah, so he did the Broadway show and then he's. Su- he's writing a movie i don't know what stage it is but yeah or with like through judd apatow's company or whatever but i can imagine and i think that the broadway show is deemed like a success Ooh, yeah I, I feel like it would be so easy to imagine that being a total failure like think about that like if i'm trying to think of like what's another character that would be equivalent coming back you know after like... it's
0: so hard to even come up with an equivalent uh, character but yeah something from a while ago that uh if it did poorly you everyone in the world would just wish that the attempt was never yeah, made it's
1: like there's something that's potentially so cringe worthy yeah it, like oh my god he's doing peewee yeah you know? yeah but people love it i don't know yeah yeah it has this part spot in people's hearts yeah
0: for sure and um and he's also like uh, i think i, I saw him I saw him recently and did you ever see the movie uh Happiness? No, I haven't, But um I haven't who's seen. the guy that makes those movies? He did Welcome to the Dollhouse and uh Todd, Todd Solons. Salons. Um he did like a sequel to Happiness and um where different actors pl- John Lovitz played this character and mm-hmm. and so uh, he had different actors like play Right, yes, You know, yeah, those I same know. characters and Paul Ruben's uh and it's, you know, not a comedy at all. Um, and he was in it, and he was, like... He was great in it.
1: Yeah, he's... He's... I remember... I think maybe in the first season of 30 Rock, he's in an episode of, oh, yeah, like, right. the Inbred like, yeah. Prince or something. Oh, he's hilarious in that, and he's yeah. he's hilarious. And I, and I feel like, even though I had seen Mystery Men, I feel like I... Didn't quite make that connection, yet. like the Paul Rubin. I feel like I saw, I don't know, it didn't click with me. Yeah. But with, when I saw him there, I was like, this is awesome that he's yeah. like doing a totally different, like, weird... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was perfect
0: for him because he was, like, half man, half puppet, too. He had a weird little, like, puppety arm, right? Yeah, didn't he yeah. Have, like he it was, just, like, all <laughs> just, like,
1: totally messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty... He's he's a he's a pretty cool
0: dude. He's a cool dude and we wish him the best.
1: Um I asked so I asked um some people on Twitter uh to recommend um Wee related videos and I'm going to give you a choice. We'll watch one now and then we can watch one um for if you're down for a bonus episode. Sure. Um let me get me Twitter up. So I'm going to give you the choice. You know what, I'm going to actually, we'll pick for the bonus episode, two people, oh, for, okay, for here, two people, Matt, uh, the Matt Hubert uh, at Twitter, and um, and Trizzle, Trizzle628, Trizzle Tony right. Reine, both I mentioned uh, showing a peewee video, a peewee-related video. And I, I, I picked one out, but they picked out the same one. And I feel like it's, we sort of have to watch it. But it is Pee Wee Herman's um, Don't Do Crack PSA. Yeah, okay. His public service announcement to Don't Do Crack. So we're going we're gonna to watch that right now. This is crack. Rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool. But doing it with crack isn't just wrong. It could be dead wrong. All right, we just watched uh, uh, Pee-wee, Pee-wee's anti-crack PSA. What do you, I mean, really intense.
0: It's really intense, and it's Pee-wee as Pee-wee. Again, um, there's no, you know, just giving a really stern warning to kids not to try crack cocaine because it will kill you and you'll die. But it's crazy how, I guess the attitude must have been Pee-wee the character is such an integral part of our cultural landscape that like... It would be irresponsible for Pee Wee to not do this. I guess. It,
1: yeah, it would be. It would be as irresponsible as doing crack if Pee Wee right.
0: <laughs> he may as well be doing crack himself if he doesn't do.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy because it's like you rarely see cartoons in a super serious mode. Yeah, actually, that's not. I, I've mentioned this before, but there's this cartoon in the eighties called. Um, Uh, cartoon all-stars like oh i've watched yeah i
0: watched that not too long ago because i actually i worked for a while on this documentary that was about um it was about like the drug war and like crack cocaine uh, and all that stuff so i watched i had to like log and watch a million and one Old PSAs, and one of them was that hour-long like all-star cartoon yeah, special I about watched that in
1: drugs. School, and it's like Garfield, it's Mickey, it's everybody. Alvin
0: and the Chipmunks, yeah, Bugs Bunny. Companies. Yeah, different companies came together. Uh, they they let their rivalries uh, they put the rivalries aside for a while.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's just so intense to see. Like we're like, well, these aren't my. Like why are these people being scary now? Yeah, you know? it's so weird. And like to see, like, is he hold it? Was he holding? He a was holding up a vial crack? of yeah of crack. That's so it's weird like they, too. That would be so. Like they should explain how Pee Wee got the. Crack. Yeah,
0: like look, this is not <laughs> It's yeah, it's such a yeah. Why do I, <laughs> why You're do I have this?
1: Asking a, why I have crack right here. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because you know a cop gave it to me, but it's like the cops are allowed to have it. You, they, they don't; hey, they're not supposed to
1: do it. But you're allowed to hold crack if a cop gives you crack, but you should. But not. don't smoke it. Don't don't smoke this crack. I think it's an incredible uh, piece of nineties, uh, or, or that's from I think maybe ninety two. Well, I'm wondering. I don't know for sure, so I don't know what year that's from, but. If it's from '92,
0: that would be after his be movie after theater the movie thing.
1: Theater thing, and I think that this would be probably directly because of that.
0: But I don't. Oh, know maybe, true. maybe he had to do it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I
1: tried to look it up, but I failed. And
0: I uh, yeah, because I always wonder if it was like um, if he want if he felt very strongly because uh, every America was up in arms about crack. I mean, crack was like a very scary crack thing. Crack was whack. Keep crack. Daring. Yeah, Keith uh Keith Haring um Peewee's Playhouse looks sort of like as you mentioned a Keith Haring
1: uh Yeah, there's one drawing in it. drawing. Yeah, when Herring.
0: he goes into the magic screen, that's kind of a Keith Haring world.
1: But we don't know if Peewee really hates crack or if it was part of his his public Yeah, we side.
0: don't know how Paul Rubens feels about crack. He could love it.
1: I I don't know. We I, don't know i
0: bet he doesn't though he seems like a nice guy
1: um if you had to come up with a drinking game based on uh peewee's playhouse what would i mean th- this is like there. It's so much yeah so many things that you could do
0: i think the obvious one would be to do it when the secret word is said so i'm not going to choose that one i would i would do one thing i love about peewee uh is that he's he's very um he's sometimes like He's not always right. He's often he oftentimes is like kind of nasty to his friends. Like he'll snap at people, right. and he'll be sarcastic and kind of me- like he'll apologize afterwards. But he's he's very uh, prone to uh, very sort of you know uh less than uh less than great sort of you know just human uh problem. So he I would do a, I would take a, a shot every time he like rolled his eyes or scoffed at one of his uh, uh-huh.
1: pals. Because yeah. I I love that so much. I would I would that's a good one and maybe um every time in this episode, every time he squirts a uh, chocolate syrup, oh
0: yeah, yeah, so he'd a- be hammered. He does You'd be all... hammered.
1: And what would you drink?
0: Um, let's see.
1: It would have to be out of a sippy cup,
0: right? It would be out of a sippy cup, and it would be um, something maybe uh, like a bl- like a drink that's kind of the the I don't know what the, what real uh, ingredients would be in it, but I think it would have to be either sort of blue the light colored blue of cherry not mm. of cherry the chair
1: or kind of the red color of
0: the door in
1: the mm. in the playhouse or and because of this specific episode it could you could also have like a chocolate milkshake yeah, like that's true. soup uh, soup filled with i guess you could do like a
0: kalua soup yeah. or something <laughs> kalua ice cream Bailies.
1: Have Bailey's and Kahlua soup. So
0: just pound a bowl of that every oh, t- every time God, just, you'll be <laughs> like
1: sugar rush. You'll fall asleep. I think that, that I think if you did that, that would pretty much get the feel of when you were a kid watching this. If you yeah yeah, it, the, like sugar the sugar rush would be so and
0: extreme. Drink.
1: And I, one other thing about this specific episode is when he's making his ice cream soup, it's raining outside. Yeah. I have to say, and this is maybe weird, but sensory, like a, I had a, like. When I heard the rain and the feel of it felt very like childhood.
0: Oh, yeah, because for sure.
1: Something about rainy days, like it was a rainy day in the show at that point, And it felt like a very like kindergarten thing where you're yeah. all inside doing something.
0: Yeah. And I would be either uh, playing the way that they were within the show or watching a show like this. Exactly. So, yeah, that definitely snaps you right back to childhood.
1: And uh, also the way that, that that episode ended was with... Um, uh, jambi yeah jambi asking for a wish and i think peewee's wish is the same as my wish which was and i thought it was a great wish which is for all the viewers to come
0: back come back next time
1: come back next time and to make them come back we have to say the magic word over and over over again. you have to like, say like it 20, i think 17 times i said it 17 to 20 <laughs> times so let's just say it once okay it's Michael-
0: lica high, Michael- Mecca Ho.
1: Um thank you so much Pat where tell people how to find you online
0: um you can uh, well there's uh, my podcast America won't shut up on iTunes uh, if you want to watch a a web series called long-haired businessman oh businessman. Another thing I love about the show, just one last thing. There's a bad, terrible businessman that comes to the door, and Pee Wee hates him. He's a big headed, scary businessman trying to sell Pee Wee stuff. That is directly
1: uh, Wayne White, that, that uh, designer. Yeah. That's his uh, aesthetic. Again, Beauty is Embarrassing is the name of that documentary. Yeah. That so it's a great moment because. Fuck
0: businessmen. Yeah, fuck (laughs) businessmen. So I went on to make a whole web series uh, lampooning those motherfuckers even harder.
1: I've watched the episodes. It's really. Oh, thank you. Basically, I describe it as just like the boring business like the business jar- it's just business jargon with guys with yeah hair yeah
0: that's it that's all there is
1: and it's really funny it's
0: so really if you funny. enjoy the sound of that joke then we made a whole web series where there are no other jokes besides that um but yeah besides that just uh you know uh UCB, Harold and Maud Night and uh yeah that's about it oh I'm doing stuff for Funny or Die right now so I, I nobody uh, wants to hear about that okay never mind I'm not <laughs>
1: All right. Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, Mekalika hi, Mekahine ho.
0: And uh Mekalika hi, Mekahine ho to and you mick-a-lick-a-hine-ho, too. Craig. And a hi, ho.
1: Now, everyone at home, high, hi, Mekahine
0: ho. high, Hiney ho.
1: Thank you for listening to It's That episode. And thanks to Pat O'Brien again for stopping by. We'll be back later in the week with a bonus episode. And, uh,. If you're interested, follow me on Twitter and uh, hashtag It's That Episode. If you have any related videos, I'm going to be asking, trying to get a little more audience participation involved. Uh, so look out there, and if it works, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't and it sucks, then I'm an idiot, and I'll stop doing it, and uh, and we'll have no input from the listener. And, and if that's how it's supposed to be, that's how it's supposed to be. And if it's not, it's not. It's whatever is meant to be is meant to be, guys. So let's check it out. Um, Thanks so much. Oh, yeah, and that's at Craig Rowan is the Twitter. Um, Thanks so much for listening, and uh, have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos.